Hello and welcome back to another edition of Aspiration Athletics Podcast, where we talk about your health, your fitness, and taking stock of all of the habit changes that are relevant to improving your quality of life. I'm your host, as usual, Devin Burnison, and today we're going to be talking about something that's pretty special to me, and uh, I got to say is something I'm still working on in uh, breaking outside of our holding patterns, right? So maybe you're someone that is used to getting into the gym and hitting the same workout every single time you step into the gym. And maybe you're somebody that hasn't even started your workout journey and you're just getting into the holding pattern of life uh, where you're getting up, not eating breakfast, deciding to go to work, suffering through the day, dragging your feet around the office and getting home, making dinner, having just enough energy to do that just so you can go to sleep and do it all again the next day. Look, those instances are not healthy for you. Those are not allowing you to grow. Those are not challenging you enough. And going back to our last episode, right, where we talk about being comfortable with being uncomfortable, there's not enough stimulus there. Right? That's not living life. Life is all about spice, right? Life is all about those dopamine hits that we get. Not to say that we should normalize a ton of dopamine because then we can become uh, insensitive to dopamine response, but I'm saying that we need to create variation in our life and start to think about how we can break outside of those holding patterns as it relates to not only that fitness element, but the life cycle element, right? So let me start with a story. Uh, I used to work with a company called Better Living. And if you go back in some of the earlier podcast episodes, there's some um, times where I talk about uh, what that experience was like working with that company. All around, I learned a lot. Uh, It really challenged me working with geriatric clientele. So we're talking seniors, um, you know, 65 and up and also working with traumatic brain injury and special populations. Uh, So hip replacement, joint replacement surgery, and all of the uh, individuals that fall into that category, and uh, even some, some spinal rehab. So having the opportunity to work with those specializations, specifically the geriatric clientele, I noticed that every time they went to the gym, they did the same thing. So there were there were some guys that were more about the machines. They did the same ro- rotation of machines every single day, the same rep scheme every single time that they were there. And there were some that would like to walk or run or jog, and they did the exact same amount of time every single day. And you hear me talk a lot about on this podcast of how movement in general is a great start. And for somebody that doesn't get movement or enough activity in their daily life, that is the point that I want to get across is we should move, right? However, there gets a point where our body stops adapting, right? When it's no longer stimulating to our senses, to our muscles, to our body, and we've, we've adapted, we've evolved to that stimulus, then we can begin to... Um, Uh, lack that stimulus in other areas. So getting outside of this holding pattern really just means re-stimulating, you know, and and if we put that into fitness terms, 
Stimulation can be anything from varying your exercises to adding reps and or sets and or weight. It's really a, a, a countless number of factors, but those are just a few examples. Um, and, and the same goes for your daily routine in life, right? So if, we're, if you're somebody that's you know not so fixated on the fitness aspect of things, getting outside of your daily routine that you know you may deem as efficient but could also be putting a strain on your cognitive abilities because you're not putting thought into your day you're rather just operating on autopilot which as we've seen when you do that to your brain and there's lack of stimulation it can actually cause um and, and allow for early onset dementia in some some cases and uh i think that that in and of itself should be a incentive and a motivator for you to want to, of course, um, uh, work against that, right? And, and combat that. And it's the same thing for exercise. If we don't get enough movement and we don't stimulate our body and we're not stimulating our mind and our body, we start to regress. We start to atrophy. Our body and brain starts to break down. We start to develop these neurological disorders and we start to develop some of the um, uh, you know, uh, aspects of dementia and early onset, and it can become uh, a really uphill battle from there when those things start to become prevalent. So I always say, and I'm a firm believer in this, you can spend $10,000 in the course of the rest of your life spending money in investing money on your health and wellness through personal training or you know, fitness classes, there's plenty of, of opportunities online now with the digitalization of, of what, you know, coaching and fitness has become now. You have access, there's plenty of access. You can invest that 10 grand now or you can pay 10 grand up front with healthcare costs, right? When you have to get a surgery or when you need medication for um, putting essentially a Band-Aid on these issues until you die. And, uh, for those of you, not to make it seem too bleak, but for those of you that may already be in those positions where you're on medication and you know you haven't moved much throughout your life, let this be a, uh, a wake-up call, a call to action for you to start working against some of those things. The biggest uh, contributor to resistance against some of those cognitive um, uh impairments that we start to develop as a result of not stimulating, excuse me, stimulating ourselves enough mentally and physically is by getting up and moving, folks, challenging your body. And going back to my last episode, like what I talked about, if we spend our entire life to some extent on a micro level every day, every few days getting movement in, doing resistance training in the form of bands, dumbbells, kettlebells, or barbells, and getting some aerobic training in through um, 30 minutes of intensive exercise that is aerobically challenging. And, and, and by aerobically, I mean get your heart rate up, you're huffing and puffing 30 minutes throughout the week at a bare minimum. You know, those are things that are going to stimulate our, our senses and our body and our heart and mind and going to allow for us to ultimately to change the way we think about the world around us and our perspective of what's possible. Now, who here's chugged an energy drink or two or three? I'm still holding my hand up. 
the the realm of possibilities that you have when you're over caffeinated and you're overstimulated the brain's working and different areas of the brain are working for you to problem solve they're working in overdrive for you to to explore new pathways of making sense of the world and the same thing is done with exercise now i don't want you to artificially do that through drugs and in caffeine maybe that was a bad example but i know for me personally a cup of coffee in the morning, right, is something that stimulates my brain and gets me thinking about the tasks ahead. And it's simplest and truest form. That's the analogy I'm making, right? And and the same is said for some of our movement and activity is that, you know, if we if we get in this holding pattern in our lives of hitting the same workout every single day, that's a little excessive. Uh, you know, every other day, three four times a week, we're not stressing our body, we're not stressing our mind anymore uh, because we've already adapted those qualities through maybe our first several weeks of undergoing that kind of stimulus. It's no longer stimulating. You're just moving. And movement is good, but why stop there? Um, Especially when we know that we can combat some of these things. So I want to talk about kind of what comes into uh, effect when we try to bring ourselves outside of that holding pattern um, and, and, and some strategies to, to do that. So I always look at um, these, as it relates to fitness, these instances of preparation uh, and, and having a plan when you go into your gym, when you go into your fitness center, wherever it is that you're training, you need to have a plan. Right. And, and if you're if you're just going to get movement, that's not a plan, folks. You know, that's 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 just not that's not a goal uh, movement movement for what? You know, like when you make a budget, when you decide to save for a vacation, you're planning for that. There's an intention behind it. So the same thing is said for our intention behind getting outside of our holding pattern. You gotta, you gotta really map out what's the intention behind me doing this differently than what I'm used to today. So I'll give you an example. Uh, as soon as uh, this ambulance passes by, because I can't seem to ever record a podcast without an ambulance going by and ruining it all. So now I've got to start over. Just kidding. You're gonna deal with it. Um, so my example, getting back to that, is, um, you know. This past year, uh, I hate making fitness resolutions. I, I've even I've even expressed that on previous episodes. I don't like talking about it because ultimately it just becomes something that a lot of people are um, you know not not into after two weeks and they give it up. But for me, I made some declarations. Right, and a declaration just has this this connotation to it that says, "Man, I'm going to get this done." Right? There's a certain amount of intention that comes with the word declaration versus a resolution. Right, A resolution makes it sound like you're a problem to be solved. And you're not a problem. We're still figuring things out. Right, So I made these declarations of how I was going to change my financial future, how I was going to change some of the factors in my life, and how, how I was going to initiate that change. And it all stemmed from intention. You know, when I, when I was making these goals, I didn't just make a goal and write it down and say, like, this is, this is it, 
You know, I had a plan of action. I had some steps of why it would be necessary and how I could get it done. Because if you go into a plan uh, without intention and you start just essentially dreaming, you know, that's, that's a goal without action, right? Dreaming. And I hear a lot of people talking about their dreams, but I don't hear enough people talking about their declarations. So I think this is an important one. Taking a piece of freaking pen and paper, guys, not that hard. Writing down on a journal what your intentions are with your declarations as it relates to getting outside of this holding pattern. It's the same way you would make your New Year's resolutions. Except we're going to take it a step further and we're going to develop that intention behind it and start asking ourselves, why? and how. You can literally write that on your piece of paper after your goal is why and how and give, you know, three space, three or four spaces to write down each of those. But that's going to allow you to think a bit deeper about what it's going to require out of you to do it and the clear expectations of how to do it. And that's important. Right. I mean, when we talk about um, and this, this is a same, this is the exact same thing that I do for people's training programs for people that are curious. It's not all about the science and numbers, guys. It's all about the direction, and the same thing can be said for our training programs and how this relates to fitness. Getting back to our holding patterns, right? Is we've got to create some variation, right? And that in turn is going to help us accomplish more of what we're trying to do. Let me give you another example. I, I do Olympic weightlifting. My goal is to have the heaviest clean and jerk and the heaviest snatch that I can possibly accomplish. Now, I don't just go into the gym every single day and allow that to be my goal that I'm trying to pick up and throw that amount of weight over my head and try to push that bar every time I step into the gym. That would be idiotic and that would get me injured and hurt. And I see a lot of people doing that same exact thing uh, where they go in and they try to max out and push that uh, threshold every single day. But the truth of the matter is, unless you create variation and address some of the weaknesses in that movement, whether it's a clean and jerk or a snatch, or as it relates outside of fitness, whether it's eating healthier, preparing your meals, meal prepping, right? Or maybe it's, you know, creating a spreadsheet of your chores so that you've got more time in the day to put towards things like podcasting that you're passionate about but feel you never have time. Those are what I'm talking about. Creating some variation in your life that's structured, that's intentional. And it's the same thing I do with training programs, like I told you guys. Is I create a, a, a goal of what, the, and this is based off of the consultation, right? So I've got some people that are trying to get stronger. I've got some people that are trying to lose weight. Now, do I take those people that are trying to get stronger and we don't work on losing weight and we don't work on some of those qualities that, that also... Uh, aren't exactly strength oriented? Yes, I do because that's part of the variation. Do I take those people that are trying to lose weight and, and work on strength qualities? Yes, I do because that's part of the variation, right? If all we're doing is hitting cardio every single day, you're going to see some initial progress and then we're going to, uh, to start to uh, 
hit that plateau and we halt in our progress and then we start beating ourselves up mentally. So it's all about knowing how and when to create that variation to get outside those holding patterns. And we, we tend to stick with these holding patterns because they are a sense of security for us. They feel comfy, right? We start to get used to that cardio. It's not so hard anymore. We feel good about it. And then we want to stay there because it isn't hard, but we're still justifying it because we're moving, right? And I'm saying that you're better than that. You're better than that. If you've already got that movement quality down, let's start working on creating some variation in movement. Start getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? Going back to our last episode. So folks, in summation here, there's some things we all need to work on, and this is a big one for me. Um, this, this, I, and this is getting down deep. This is, this is a personal goal of mine that I've had to work on and that I'm going to be vulnerable enough to share with you. Uh, my declaration is to be a better partner, be a better, better spouse, right? And how I can do that is by the same thing I did with my other declarations is a how and a why or a why and a how, right? Why I need to be a better spouse is so that I can be a good steward of all of the life choices that revolve around being a spouse so that I can serve my spouse in a way that allows them to feel heard and seen, right? Because we all deserve to be valued. Now, how I do that is essentially putting those thoughts into actions or at least planned steps to act on. And how I can do that is by being more open-minded to influences in my environment that are going to send a message that say, hey, this is how... uh, your spouse needs to be communicated to. So maybe I start getting perspective from women and not men on how women feel, okay? You heard me talk about this before. Why are we um, talking about how people of color are feeling when we don't even ask a person of color? Everyone's got their opinion on how people of color should feel about George Floyd protests and police brutality, but we don't ever ask how people of color feel about it. So it's the same thing here, right? Is, is I, as I need to, for me personally, develop a, uh, an environment that's filled with a perspective of a woman to help me develop those qualities that I want to exhibit as being a better spouse. So that's just a small snippet personally of things that are on my mind and and how I'm relating it to you. Because guys, I won't tell you to do something that I won't or haven't already done myself. And this is a pretty big topic to me. As you can tell, I am amped up talking about this because it's a challenge for me. This is an accountability tool for me. If I'm going to tell you to start making declarations in your behavior and how to change them, I'm going to do the same thing. So I'm right there with you. I'm standing by your side. And I want you to know that you are able to make this kind of change in your life. You are able to develop these kinds of qualities in your life. And it starts with having intention behind it. 
So let's get outside of that holding pattern that we feel safe in and we feel comfortable in and we start challenging ourselves. We start being comfortable with uncomfortability, right? We start getting outside the norms for ourselves. Maybe it starts with going um, on a walk every single day in the morning before you decide to have your coffee or maybe it starts with journaling before you decide to uh, uh, you know, go to work in the morning, expressing your gratitude. These are all methods and things that you've heard of. And I'm just trying to give you some options in perspective towards what it looks like in anybody's life. You know, I've relayed these things in a way that relate to fitness and that relate to life. And I think that ultimately they're one in the same folks and the template and foundation of how we do it does not change. So if that makes sense to you, I hope that you take what I'm saying and use it in your own life. And if you found this information valuable, please drop a like and share the podcast that really, really helps me get this message out to people who need to hear it. So thanks again for listening to me spew this nonsense to you. No, seriously, it's not nonsense. I do care. Thanks for allowing me to share this uh, this message with you and being vulnerable enough to listen because I know this is a hard topic and I know this is kind of going outside our usual conversation of, um, you know, kind of bro science and, and fitness. Uh, and I, I really think this is going to allow us to help understand each other on a deeper capacity and show more empathy and love in situations. So I wish nothing but the best for you folks. I know all of you out there are trying Keep trying, keep trying, keep trying. I love you and hope to be talking with you again soon, folks. Never forget, aspire to inspire.